Hello, you're listening to the Fridays Forever podcast. My name is Mike. And I'm Karen. And we are Fridays Forever. Thanks for joining us. Okay, welcome to our podcast this week where we um, love to talk about some of our recent adventures that we've been on and share those with you. And, um, and then we have a segment toward the latter part of the podcast. It's called A Journey to Hope. But I always like to start by asking Miss Friday, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Mr. Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. Man, it has been so hot, smoltering. The humidity here in East Tennessee and the Smoky Mountains has been incredible, hasn't mm-hmm. it? And in the 90s, whew, yes, that's hot. It has been, but um, we got uh, quite a bit of rain today and more tonight, and then it's supposed to cool off for a few days, so I'm looking forward to that. Yes, me too. We have this ongoing thing. I know no other marriages has this, but um, <laughs> one likes it kind of warm in the house, and the other one likes mm-hmm. it pretty cool in the house. It's and called thermostat wars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have uh, thermostat wars in your home. But like I'm, co- I'm cold right now. Are you surprised? She gets in bed every night, <laughs> and some of the first words out of her mouth is, I'm cold. I'm or cold. I'm freezing. I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah, and if she happens to not say it, I'm, I'm lying there and I'm going, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> but we always um, figure out a way to get through it. Well, we've made it 36 years now. so That's right. So we have figured out. I'm not sure what it is. Is it mm-hmm. that you wear more? I have to cover up and wear more clothes <laughs> and, <laughs> and more blankets. And sometimes I have to sleep on top of the covers, right? Right. Especially in these hot <clears throat> summer nights. Well, hey, let's talk about some of our recent adventures. And by the way, you can catch all these um, on our YouTube channel, Fridays Forever. Just uh, search for Fridays Forever, and these uh, will pop up. But three come to mind of our most recent ones. And what's the first one, Karen? Newfound Gap. Newfound Gap. If you're in Gatlinburg... Cherokee, North Carolina, Maggie Valley, or Pigeon Forge, you need to plan one day, right? Right, one day, at least one at day. At least one day. And go up to Newfound Gap and uh, down the other side to Mingus Mill and Conalufti Visitor Center and Sugarlands Visitor Center, which is, of course is on the Gatlinburg end. And it is just unbelievable, the views up there. It's amazing. And talking about temperatures we when we're at the bottom it's like in the 80s but then when you get to the top man is it cool up there in newfound gap i know it was like 90 degrees down in gatlinburg and it had to be in the around 70 up there in the wind blowing and i had on long sleeves fortunately and karen didn't and she's like it is freezing up here i'm thinking i needed a jacket yeah (laughs) So if you plan, you want to make sure and plan appropriately for um, your travels there. And a lot of times that road is not open over through there, so you want to check with um, with Gatlinburg traffic and with the, the National Forest area there and make sure that that road is going to be open. But it is just a great place to visit. It's where the Appalachian Trail comes through, and you can get some nice pictures. Maybe have a picnic if you would like to. On top of the mountain, uh, probably pretty some of the prettiest uh, views of the mountains, wouldn't you say? Yes, beautiful overlook, just gorgeous. And the Great Smoky Mountains National 
Park, Newfound Gap. We highly recommend you um, planning a trip up there with your family. I've actually got pictures uh, from when I was just a little bitty guy uh, of our family before my sister was even born that uh, where we were at Newfound Gap behind the big uh, station wagon, you know, that kind of had the seats that faced backwards in the very back where you could mm-hmm. wave at the truck drivers. And um, I need to go back and, and dig those up. I know oh, mom yeah. has, has them somewhere, but uh, we we just recommend that you visit there. It is a great place. Number two, Karen, is what? Hot dogs and chili. We had um, tailgate and cooked it. On the side of the road, right? Where were yeah, we, we just pulled, pulled, pulled off there in the area, actually around the Mingus Mill, and um, pulled out our little Blackstone griddle and made some hot dogs and some chili and um, sit there. You want and, to tell everybody, and we've had that Blackstone, that particular one, for a long time, right? We have, and it is, um, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, actually. <laughs> But it's, it's a good portable one. It is a very good portable one. You can pick them up very reasonable. They make them a lot better now. And, mm-hmm. um, but um, this one must have been made well because it's still lasting us good. But just the, the, the views and to, to be able to hear uh, and sit there in the woods and the clean air. and Here at Creek. Yeah, the creek nearby and the hot dogs and chili. And we do a little something different with our hot dogs. Yeah, we we take everybody. some um, extra virgin olive oil. And then we take some um, garlic pepper, Sawyer's garlic pepper, and add it to that um, oil. And then we roll the wieners around in that. Then I'll usually put a little bit more on the wieners before we cook them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just gives it a great flavor. Just and then, a good seasoning, and then we yeah, grill them. Yeah, and then Karen makes her famous hot dog chili. Tell everybody a little bit about that. Yeah, it's just really a simple recipe, but there's not any cut-and-dry measurements but you start with good ground beef, and you brown that up with dehydrated onions, salt and pepper. You drain the grease off, and then you put in uh, tomato juice, salt, again, sugar, a little bit of sugar, and quite a bit of chili powder. Now, Mike likes his chili with a kick, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, not so hot you can't enjoy the right. meal but just a little bit on the back end where you can so when it's about yeah. done or i think it's about done because i'm again i'm not measuring i'm not spooning things out or anything i have mike taste of it to see if we need some more chili powder needs a little bit more kick to it or if it's too hot i need to add a little bit more tomato juice and a little bit more sugar mm-hmm yeah, we usually um, carry our Blackstone griddle around in the back of our little Volkswagen wagon and little, uh, table. little table and some things where we can pull off the side of the road, especially in the colder months, and we can make some coffee and chai tea or hot chocolate right there along the side of the road mm-hmm. or in a rest area. Um, we have made uh, smash burgers um, at Metcalf Bottoms just outside of Gatlinburg and and Weir's Valley area, there's um, so many things that you can do. You can just pack a sandwich and some chips and, and um, put some drinks in a cooler, right? We've done that. Yeah, we, we sure have. But um, we just recommend that. If you're in the Great Smoky Mountains or anywhere, um, make sure and pack some extra food and plan on pulling off somewhere and having a snack and just enjoying the beautiful area that you're in. 
Now, number three is what, Karen? Greenbrier Restaurant in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. The beautiful Greenbrier Restaurant. Yeah. Do you want to tell people what your first impressions were? Oh, this was our first time to eat there. We loved it. And it's beautiful building when you walk up to. It's very historic. So one of our channel um, family members, subscribers, Barbie, gave us a tour. She was our host and works there. And the food was excellent. The service was excellent. And just to learn the history of the building and the additions and what the building used to be. And it was amazing. And our dessert was provided uh, for us, and it was by their pastry chef. And it was crazy, beautiful, and delicious. It sure was. And the atmosphere, I thought, was really great, too. And uh, they seated us right by a window where um, one of the ladies told us that sometimes a bear will come up and actually stand right there and look in the window. And I thought, well, that would be great. Karen had her back to it. And I was thinking, do you want me to tell you if a bear comes up to the window? And she's like, yes, she would have probably ran, right? Well, as long as he couldn't get to me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for our meal, um, you know, they're really known for their steaks. And... um, Karen's not a big red meat eater, but um, I ordered a bone-in ribeye, and they're known for their aged, their dry-aged beef, and it was an excellent steak. And most of the time when I go to a restaurant like this, I'll get a baked potato with a steak, but I love fresh-cut fries, and I saw that on the menu, and I'm like, well, let's give those fresh-cut fries, and they were actually very good also. And for your meal, you had... I had this um, citrus glazed with lemon foam salmon, and I also got herb mat- smashed potatoes. And both they of were them good were, too. She let me try those. Yes, both of both of my dinner items were wonderful. We both had a salad, and it was great. Yeah, it was good. And you know, they say this place is haunted. I don't know about that. We don't really believe in that, do we? But um, we did have a wonderful time there. Now, let us just preface it by saying this. This is not a place that you would probably want to go eat at every week, not because it's not good, but because it is a little pricey, and you would need to budget and plan. And we see this, I guess, Karen, as more of a special occasion type place, right? Exactly, special occasion. Tell everybody a little bit more about the dessert. Well, the dessert, um, it came in a flower. It looked like a flower pot and had chocolate and this flower coming out of it. and um, A strawberry. The strawberry. and It was uh, all edible. Yeah, everything, even the pot. I actually ate, chocolate. Mm-hmm. I actually ate one of the leaves off of the, the plant there. So it was different, and uh, but it was really good. I felt, uh, you know, I loved the dessert and um, was was thankful that someone provided that for us. But if you'd like to see that, you can um, head over to Fridays Forever and um, YouTube, and you can actually see what we're actually talking about in these three adventures that we've recently taken, and many more coming up, right? Exactly. Hey, we'd love for you to be able to um, find us on all of our social media 
platforms. Of course, on YouTube, it's Fridays Forever. If you just type that in, we'll pop up. And that's where a lot of the adventures that we talk about here on the podcast, you can actually watch those and comment and make sure and hit that subscribe button. And we would appreciate that on Instagram. You can find us at Fridays Forever and the number two. We're often posting pictures there uh, throughout the week on our adventures and things like that. On Facebook, of course, it's Fridays Forever. Please come over there and like that page. We post pictures and a lot of other things, and we can talk back and forth. It's a good place to contact us through Messenger. And our email address is Fridays Forever, the number two, at gmail.com. Our mailing address is Fridays Forever, P.O. Box 9024, Gray, Tennessee, 37615. Okay, so welcome to our journey to hope, um, and we hope that you gain some hope. How many times did I say it? Enough? Yes. <laughs> Tonight uh, in this podcast, uh, we actually do this usually on a Thursday evening after Karen has released her blog post that you can find at com. but the title is this, 10 Ways God Desires to Set Apart His People, 10 Ways. Obviously, there are a lot more than 10, right? Right. This is just 10 of them. This 10 of them. I think, Karen, sometimes, like you stated in, in your writing, uh, people or we misunderstand what set apart means from for God's people. And you explained that the purpose is in being set apart is to be set to something else. So... As you said, biblically speaking, something else is desiring what God desires for us. And it could be for us that things or someone else is taking the place of what God desires for us. And we're choosing that on a daily basis. So we've got these ten things here that God desires to set us apart from. Uh, So uh, for him, do you want to kick us off with number one? Yes, number one is God desires to set us apart from other gods. I mean, it's so simple, but yet deep. We Even after we realize God is the one true God, and if you're listening, not, not sure if you've gotten to that point yet or not, but for God's people, even after we realize God is the one true God, we still sometimes struggle with letting Him just reign supreme in our lives, like be in control. And other gods are anything or anyone that take the Lord's place in our heart. And it can even be me, quote, unquote. Sometimes, you know, the Bible talks a lot about other gods. And it's one of the Ten Commandments. You will not have, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And often we think about, well, I don't have any graven images sitting on my fireplace mantle. Right. It's not necessarily that. It's just... Like we said, ourselves, it could just be me getting in the way, trying to be my own Lord and God of my life. It could be an activity. It could be a person that I'm letting be God in my life. And so God desires to set us apart from other gods and set us to him, the one true God. 
That's really good. And, and number two is God desires to set us apart from religion. And I've said this most of my ministry days, that this is not about religion. This this is about a relationship with God's Son, Jesus, who came and walked and lived and died for us. He desires to have that relationship with us. So it's not about rules. It's not about regulations. We have his word. And I guess some people could look at that as like, um, well, there's a rule, there's a rule, there's a rule. But really, they're not rules. They're promises. And he's he's given us this gift of grace, and it's free to us, and and it comes through salvation. And so, he he sets us to this deep and intimate relationship with the God of the universe. Jesus does exactly that. And so, this free gift of grace is amazing, and it's available to all of us if we only reach out and. That's right. We don't have Christ. to work for salvation, do we? No. And number three is God desires to set us apart, his people apart from culture. And this is this is a hard one sometimes because we're here, we're in this world right now, we're steeped in culture, we're surrounded by culture. And this can be difficult, but the Bible's very clear that the Lord desires to set us apart from this world and from the culture of the, of the day, because He never meant for us to look to people and opinions of people for how to live and make important life decisions. One thing I like about when we think about humans versus God is that people, we... Mike, you and me, we just operate in the natural realm. But God, he operates in the supernatural. And then Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, God's ways and thoughts are higher than ours. So he wants to set us apart from culture so that we're set to his ways. And, you know, I think um, many people may look at this or hear this podcast and, and they're like, well, you know, what do you mean this culture we're you know in the world but not of the world okay i've heard that uh, from um, so many and uh, the scriptural uh, parts of that but and we may get into this a little bit more in um in a few minutes but i think there is an importance that god wants us to be a part of this world he allowed us to be born mm-hmm. at this time right now for such a time as this. So mm-hmm. we're here in this culture, and the culture is completely changing. But here's the good news. Even though the culture is changing and the culture is different all around the world, there is one truth. And we'll get into this a little bit more in a minute. And it's his word. It's the scriptures. And so that is our guidelines. And people are often saying, well, can I do this? Can I not do this? Well, we've got to go back to... God's word. Don't what does we? God say about it? Mm-hmm. We want to know what God has to say about it. Not, not nece- what people not say. Not necessarily what grandma said, even mm-hmm. though that may have been great, or what grandpa said. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times Christians say so many things well meaning that are actually not biblical. Right. Or what the TV says or somebody on the radio, hey, even listening to this podcast. Don't take our word for everything. Look up the stuff we're talking about. That's exactly right. Let's jump on to number four, Karen. God desires to set us apart from lies. So we have an enemy out there, folks, Satan. 
and he is continually trying to speak into our lives, lies, and into our hearts and into our minds. And this is just not one time in our lives. This can be daily. This can be sometimes minute by minute. To, and what, is he, what does he desire to do? He desires to keep us, to keep you from knowing the truth. But the Bible says in John fourteen six, God is truth. The Holy Scriptures are truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's right. We can just forget about those lies and pick up God's truth. And then number five, Mike, is God desires to set us apart from unforgiveness. Well, I've already had somebody comment on this blog post today saying for years they had a problem with unforgiveness and then bitterness set in. I think all of us can struggle with that. And that's what I, that was exactly my response to this commenter is that we all relate to that. Mm-hmm. But God's people are called to forgiveness as we've been forgiven by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Because God forgives us, he calls us to be forgiving people. So he sets us apart from unforgiveness. He gives us the power and ability to truly and fully forgive because in our own strength, we can't do it. I can't. Can you mind? No, I cannot. And I love this passage in Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And then number six is God desires to set apart his people from hatred. Now, not only is unforgiveness something that can be hard, but the enemy wants us to hate people. I don't even like the word hate. Hmm. (laughs) But there's a lot of hate in the world. Um, It's always been around, and there's plenty of reasons to harbor hatred against Maybe people who are different from us, people who have opposite opinions from us, and those who seem unlovable in some way. We might even have difficult people in our own lives, and it's just easy to to just not like them and take it a step further and really harbor hatred toward them. But what really sets us apart as God's people, Mike, is love. Yeah, it is love, and I was thinking, too, that we all lose our way sometimes. I think we could all just admit to that, and it's always love, and it's never law. you got to do this, you got to do that. That woos us back, right? Exactly. Always. Because anybody, and think about this, that God desires to set his people apart from hatred because anybody— Anybody can just have hatred against other, but it takes somebody special to say, I'm going to love people no matter how different they are from me, no matter what they do. Because God set up in his word unconditional love, First Corinthians 13. That's the kind of love God calls his people to. Absolutely. Number seven, Karen, God desires to set us apart from unrighteousness. So that's the exact opposite of God's holiness. And so God sets us apart from it to set us to a holy type of living or right living according to what? According to what I say or the pastor says? No, according to God's word. Hopefully 
those are the same, but not always. And that only comes through Christ living in us. People, I can't tell you the number of times that people have said, I just can't live this Christian life. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't either. (laughs) And I can't, yeah, we've often said that. We can't do that. And what I would say this, it is impossible. The Christian life is impossible. Do you hear me? Without Christ living in us and through us, it is impossible. Second Corinthians five twenty one said, "For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God." Yes, that's good. The number eight is God desires to set us apart from condemnation. We don't like to be under condemnation. Sometimes this comes from other people. Sometimes it comes from ourselves. We can be hard on ourselves, and we can just keep condemning ourselves. Other people, the enemy, and our own hearts often condemn us. But condemnation is not of God. Okay? Let's hear that again. Condemnation is not of God. Instead, the Lord frees us from a condemning spirit by convicting us or showing us where we're wrong we make mistakes or where we sin what the bible calls sin and then after that and we tell god we're sorry what the bible calls repenting then god gives us a clean slate so god is not about condemning that's our enemy that's people and for those of us who are in christ if you have a relationship with christ he's promised us that there is No condemnation. For those in Christ Jesus. That's exactly right. Number nine, Karen says, God desires to set apart his people from unbelief. Yes. We were created to believe in who God is and what God does, that he's all powerful. He's able to do anything. I believe it. But due to a fallen world, we learn to doubt and question real faith in a real God. People will say, well, how do you know God's real? How do you know how can you believe that God's going to work that out? How do you know God's going to be with you? That Don't you feel like because God allowed this to happen that he's left you, he's forsaken you? But the Bible tells us that's not true. God, God wants to grow our belief when we come to know him. And Hebrews eleven six tells us without faith it is impossible to please God. Because when we come to him, we believe that he exists, you know, that he's God, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah, number 10, uh, the last one, Karen, is, is God desires to set us apart from death. And so we are thankful um, right now as we sit here doing this podcast that he separated us from spiritual death, right? Mm-hmm. And he's given us eternal life. Yes, So we live differently as God's sons and daughters, uh, knowing in him we have this new life in Christ. We have an abundant life. We have an everlasting life. Now, hear me clearly. Hear us clearly. We're not saying that we are better than you. We're not not coming across, hopefully, as we have um, better than you mentality. That's not what our desire is at all, because we know that some of you out there are probably hurting right now. Because we hurt at times, don't we? Absolutely. And uh, broken. Maybe you're broken from a spouse or from a family member or from a job, whatever that may be. Um, Maybe even at church. Mm -hmm. We have been a part of 
church most of our lives and served in, in churches mm-hmm. most of our marriage. Or and thir- we've been hurt by people in church. Yeah, and people in church are not perfect. They're trying to get this right, too. Absolutely. And so that's why grace is so important. And, um, and Mike, we've, we've hurt other people. Absolutely. In yeah. ministry, I've yeah. hurt people and you've Not hurt intentionally, people. and no. the same is true for most people, hopefully, that they're not intentionally uh, hurting people. But I think there is something about this, uh, and I heard this quote one time and I wrote it down, how we walk with the broken speaks louder than how we sit with mm-hmm. the great. That's good. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. And so we are continually learning to walk with God, and we want his desires for us as you've pinned out here in this beautifully written blog post, and we get that through his word and through a relationship with him. So again, back to thinking about um, this um, part of for us as Christians. I wrote this down in my notes one time, and I thought I would just share it with you, and that's this, that Christians ought to be the most conscious people in the world of their own faults and failures, sinfulness and struggles, and As a result, they ought to be the people known most for speaking grace and forgiveness into the lives Mm -hmm. of others. But, Karen, sadly, that's often not the case. And so as we bring this podcast to an end, we hope that you've gained something from this that's going to bring some hope into your life. Karen, you have any uh, last? Hope to be set apart and to have those qualities that you just read about, Mike. You know, to be set apart and set to God, yes. Yeah, so we do desire His desires, right? Right. And we hope that you'll uh, look back over these 10 or listen back over these 10 and maybe bring them in the being a part of your life. If you don't have a relationship with, with Christ, um, send us a note on this podcast. Or if you have a question, send us a note through the podcast mm-hmm. there. And when we can, we will definitely answer that, won't we? We'd be glad to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast this week. And we thank you so much again for listening. And we're so glad that you're a part of our podcast family here. And I guess, Karen, it's time to say goodbye. So until next time, we are Fridays forever. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.